0: y'all welcome back to kentucky fried wargaming where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance i'm joe and i'm john and on this episode of the podcast we're coming and talking about a more uh I guess technically speaking John a more personal topic than usual. Um or is it a more a... technically a te- technical topic? I mean it is a technical topic, but it's also a little more intimate of a topic. Mm. Uh, oh uh, <laughs> intimate yeah, we <well>, say. <laughs> <laughs> not that intimate. Oh. Uh oh. that's for the OnlyFans. Sub now for 99.99. You're going to you're going to disappoint many people <laughs> There's like 35 listeners. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, on this episode, we wanted to talk about something that I think is often lost in a lot of discussions about the game and uh, some of the the balance around it. Uh, and that is the idea of a local meta and why you might want to consider this idea rather than what's necessarily top tabling at gt tournaments or you know for a warhammer world or whatever giant thing is happening
1: yeah we'll Um, we'll get we'll
0: get into that yeah because i mean i think oftentimes people kind of look at a tournament list and go ah monster and then they're terrified of that list but uh how often do you actually play it that's worth talking about yeah i got i got opinions it'll be great Spicy, ooh! First hobby time and games played. All right, John. Hobby time, yeah. Games played. What you been up to? So,
1: games played. I played a game Mm -hmm.
0: against Necrons.
1: That was Mm -hmm. very fun. It was very great. Um, I also have been painting models. Uh, guard models, per se. Um, tried streaking grime on tanks. Love it. Through an airbrush. It's very good. Uses a wash. I'm planning on using oil-based washing soon to try out some mm-hmm. different stuff with that. And I've been basing guardsmen, which is a very tedious task, but it looks so good. I'm very happy with There's it.
0: There's just so many dudes to base.
1: Yeah. There's just so many. Uh, and... Going forward, I'm just I'm just wanting to get all of that done and ready now, so that as I expand the collection in the future, I have to do less of it, because that is mm-hmm. what I've always done, is I leave basing to last, and I always put it off, and I'm like, I'll do it later, and then next thing you know, I've got a hundred uh, rats that aren't based, and they need to be.
0: Yeah, that could be a problem.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> is a problem for me. They're looking at me right now. Uh...
0: <laughs> judging you, John. Always judging.
1: But other than that, I've been preparing for our big game weekend this weekend. And also for what is sure to be a winter full of painting. I'm going to try to get through a lot of my backlog this winter. Or paint stuff that I just have on the shelf that I haven't painted. Um, I'm going to maybe do a white scars test paint. Um, I might repaint my Swiss Marines white scars. Don't you judge me. John! I have an airbrush, and I've always wanted to paint White Scars because I love it, but doing it with a base brush, it's too hard. Uh, Don't judge me. I mean... At least I'm painting. Like, you, can, you can't be mad at me if I'm painting.
0: That's fair. You could paint the same model 80 times. It still counts.
1: Um, and then I also want to work on the Cruel Boys. Uh, I want to start trying to, like, get models for the Cruel Boys here and there, and build up. I'm going to try to do a lot more of lighting effects with them and try mm-hmm. to do some more interesting, weird stuff with them. But I'm excited for that. Uh, that's the thing I'm focused on in AOS right now. It's cruel boys. I just need to go get the book and then I can like build them and work with them and have a good time.
0: Yeah, that will be great. Um, Over here on my side, to be honest, it's been a lot of the same. Um, This, weekend well the as we're recording this this weekend literally tomorrow people are coming into town uh to hang out and play warhammer 40k all weekend or as a uh, people have referred to it now in the little group uh joe HammerCon 2021 uh where a bunch of nerds are going to land drop pods through my front door and assault my gaming tables for a full three days. <laughs> it's it's really exciting. Can't wait. Absolutely tickled pink to have everybody over. I think we're going to have a blast. But with that, uh, as I mentioned last week, I have been painting my ass off. I mean, constantly. Uh, every little like bit of time I could sneak away to try to do some painting... I am doing it uh, because I wanted to try to, as much as possible, uh, be painted before the weekend. And initially, my goal was to paint uh, a thousand point army because that was going to be the point levels we were playing. And then someone went, hey, like, what if we threw another 500 points in the mix? And I went, oh, God, no. Um, But I didn't actually say that out loud because I'm a good person. So I just silently found 500 more points of models and added them to the paint docket In an already crunched time frame. Which, uh, is great. It's great. It's really fun to paint under pressure. (laughs) Um. And, to be honest, if I didn't lose a couple of days to holiday festivities, I think I would have got it done. Because even with losing, like, four days to Halloween stuff, this? Man, I am shocked at how many models are sitting over there on that table painted. Uh. I'm looking at a a captain, a librarian, a medic, uh three aggressors, ten antecessors, three inceptors, five blade guard veterans, uh, six eradicators, uh, also some like really cool flying rocket smoke bases for the Inceptors that are painted up and ready to go. Did all the power weapons and like a magma theme. Uh it is Coming along, the only thing I don't think I will paint in time is the Dreadnought that I'm bringing. Just no time. Porsche, shame. Just no time. For shame. How yeah. dare you. This, you know what would have been really, really fun to paint in those four days that I lost? The dreadnought. Dreadnought.
1: dreadnought. Yeah. Why don't you just yeah. go get that thing from that uh, that Harry Potter movie, the, the little spindle thing where you can like, pause time or re- rewind oh, time? Oh, the time twister
0: or time yeah. turner.
1: Yeah. So you can, uh... why don't you talk about Twister? I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: doesn't love that movie uh, That memal kicked ass all-time greatest Memals. we should do an episode called top 10 greatest meemaws uh. yes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah if i could have got one of them their magical doodahs i would have lord knows i would have i'd have painted both patches at once uh, um yeah i am just i've tried my best to get it under the radar and like just for people out there, there's nobody saying you have to paint to come to JoeCon 2021. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a goal to shoot for. Who doesn't like having a goal to shoot for?
1: Yeah, well, um, well it's less of a goal and more of like, we, we both have the uh, the attention span of like a TikTok video. And so we <laughs> we need a <laughs> deadline for us to feel a crunch and pressure and then we're like, ah, oh, damn, we gotta get this done. Yeah, but it's like a soft deadline. like nobody's gonna get mad at you if you've if you, like, don't do it. it's like that's not the point the plastic boys will be bad at me if i fail them <laughs>
0: <laughs> these toy story rules i can't have my toys angry at me <laughs> so yeah i have i have been pushing hard like only a burnt out former gifted and talented ap student could um just absolutely eaten up a deadline so you know even though i i did not get all 1500 done if I would have shot for just a thousand, as originally anticipated, even losing four days to Halloween, man, I'd have been coasting in here on easy street. It's uh, kind of incredible. And like, let's be honest: if after this whole Weep weeken- Weekend, I don't have enough hype to just finish up the Dreadnought, mm-hmm. uh, I have failed miserably. Okay,
1: but you just said Weep End. Um, instead of weekend <laughs> and i i'm really hoping that at some point i get to use that against you this weekend i think that'll be the greatest joke i'll have all weekend is if i can beat you in a game with guard and go how's your weep end going
0: or or if i have to reinforce your boys to try to save them and they all die anyway i get to use weep end
1: yeah i will just
0: weird. weep for their sacrifice yeah
1: Poor At some bastards. point, you're going to be
0: beset by traitors, and I must assist you. I'm morally obligated as a Salamanders player.
1: That's probably going be robots. It's probably them damn Egyptian robots again.
0: Good God. Yeah, they're bringing like a, a god trapped in a diamond or something. I don't know. Yeah, some of us steam
1: universe or something like that. I don't know.
0: I'm just going to shoot them with Eradicators until it stops moving or I stop moving. That's, that's generally the response to all threats. But yeah, y'all, like, it has been hobby palooza over here. I w- feel like I should have more to say, but, like, it's it's a whole lot to say. I've just painted nonstop, but I've been so busy, I didn't even post the crap on Instagram. <laughs> like, I just kept painting. Yeah. Uh, Instagram requires slowing down and doing things in stages and getting different pictures at different points and, like, no. No time. Only work. But um, I will try to post those now that things are slowing down a little. And uh, also... We'll have an upcoming episode on Joe HammerCon 2021 to talk about how the weekend went. And, you know, what we think we did right, what was super fun, and maybe what we can improve on in the future. Because we want to have more of these events uh, as we keep on going. Which I think would be fun. So look for that episode coming up soon. But 1st I've got to move on to the topic of this one. right, John, so I'm actually really interested to talk about this one, but before we jump in, I want to put out a a quick request to the viewers right here at the top of the uh, actual episode topic, because I know if I leave it to the end, some people don't necessarily want to stay and listen through all of our muddling at the end, which is fair, so I'm going to put it here. Uh, Y'all, last week at the end of the episode, we talked about how our one-year anniversary is coming up in just a couple of weeks, and that we really want to make a... A sort of heart-to-heart episode where we get on here and just talk about our experience over the year and sort of what we think has gone well, what we think uh, we could do better, and also to talk about some changes that we're thinking about making to the show in the near future. And uh, for us to do that episode and to do it well and to do y'all justice, we would love to hear your thoughts about the show a year in. How you feel about it, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see more of if you got episode topics you'd like to see or maybe you just want us to do other genres maybe you got a request for us to do i don't know uh narrative content or maybe video stuff whatever you have in your head we this is a time where we are open to changing some stuff and in uh even in some big ways and you know we got some ideas ourselves but we'd love to have the buy-in of the people who listen to us every week because i mean let's be honest we do it for y'all um so any thoughts, much appreciated, and uh we'll take it in stride and probably bring it up in the episode itself. If it's a question to answer it, or uh if it's a a sort of format change, we'll just consider it outright. But alright. Now that the big request part is done, John, what the hell is a meta? Okay. And why does it bring me blood boiling rage when someone talks about it? Well, that part is probably due
1: to uh, Facebook and its yes. new meta thing. Which, don't worry, me too. Big, big, <laughs> angry. But <laughs>
0: colossal
1: <laughs> angry. Like I, how dare dummy.
0: they ruin Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce for me? <laughs> God damn you, Zuckerberg. How dare you. <laughs> Uh, I saw some Sweet Baby Rays in my fridge this morning. It was just mad. Just look and at I can't like, tell you how much I hate that association.
1: Just look at it. You got angry. And you pulled out and start crying at five in the morning <laughs> in a dimly lit kitchen. <laughs> a bottle of Sweet Baby Rays going,
0: I am I so mad at you? Uh, fuck you, Zuck. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, ruined something beautiful, Zuckerberg. You've ruined it. Uh,
1: but no, we're not talking about the uh, poorly named brand change for facebook
0: that's another episode that's a drinking episode Mm,
1: i don't know if i want to talk about snowpiercer or snow crash or ready player one or a lot of things um but anyways (laughs) back to the actual (laughs) topic at hand what a meta is is a meta is the different factions that take up where you're playing games and the strong mm-hmm. units they bring and the strategies that they're bringing. I think the the best way to kind of explain it is that, like, everyone's probably been on the Warhammer Reddits if you're into the rules of uh, the Warhammer comp- uh, competitive Reddit specifically, or like some of the Facebook groups where you see people talking about is this viable? Is this viable? The win rate for this. Um, army or this army list or like this unit is hyper points efficient as opposed to this unit this unit's trash these are the best stratagems These are the best sub factions so so on and so on right mm-hmm yep yep and that is generally talking about the bigger overarching competitive like competitive tournament scene meta where you've got hundreds of players playing stuff all the time and theory crafting and testing and taking and going and interacting with a bunch of all those folks and they have a meta that kind of encompasses a no holds barred ideology for the most part
0: yeah and most of whom are tooling up to win yes like that is the goal
1: and not just win like that event or a game they're aiming to try to win an overall like
0: like five game tournament that they paid to be at where money's on the line and they will
1: keep going to those tournaments to try to get like top player in this faction at the end of the year or like the top player or in the top eight players at the end of the year. Right?
0: Yeah. Very specific set of circumstances there. We'll come back to that in a moment.
1: Yeah. But a local meta is something slightly different. It is which you and your friends or you and your play group or you and your game store and what the power level of stuff people bring there is. For instance, in our Warhammer 40K, a local, like, group, for the most part, we are missing some factions, right? Like, we don't Mm -hmm. often have someone playing Gene to their cult. We don't have anyone really play Astrum, uh, not Astrum Militarum, but Admech. Or, like, Sisters, or, like,
0: any of it, like... Dark Angels. Or, like, Blood Angels. Yeah.
1: Um, and so... That might not always be the case, but currently we don't. So we don't have to worry about what those factions bring to the table. For instance, in the competitive scene right now, AdMac is very, very strong. We don't have Mm -hmm. to prepare to face some of those boogeyman things about admac in our meta. So we can bring different units and we can do different things. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that's an important distinction that uh, when people talk about the meta, they put that little qualifier in front of it the meta It almost implies, like, it is the one uh, set of circumstances by which all outcomes should be derived. And at least when I was new to the game, uh, it felt that way to me. Like, there's this, I don't know what to call it, but sort of like an internet hive mind that's sort of running around. And uh, they will sometimes decide that something is quote-unquote trash or bottom tier in the meta.
1: Well, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in and give a little one of my opinions that I hinted at earlier, and that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people forget that most of this game is not about what you bring to the table, but is what you do with it. Uh, there's lots of people out there who bring a net list to their local like tables and still lose because they don't know how to pilot that list, and similarly on these internet like groups. They get these big zeitgeist almost like ideas of like this is the best stuff. Um, but are forgetting like the practicality of it and mm-hmm. how these how people are gonna actually interact with it. And so I think a lot of that stuff you see online you really got to take with a grain of salt in that remember that for the most part a lot of the people constantly talking about that probably think and talk about the game more than they actually play the game. And they're giving you their thoughts and opinions, they're not giving you their practical, practiced experience. Generally. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and even the ones who are, are giving you their practiced experience in a competitive scene that you're not at. Right. <laughs> you're, that you're just not at. You're just not there. Um, and sometimes they give it so aggressively that you might even feel down about your own army or force or like whatever you play because this isn't just warhammer like there i'm sure this happens in every game system out there for tabletop wargaming but like uh you might even get down on your own faction because it's supposed to be quote-unquote garbage um but man in your neck of the woods might not be the case Uh, i'll give you an example uh for a long time sylvaneth were the worst army in the game. Well, tied with I think Beast of Chaos. Yeah, st- my coat boys. Statistically so bad. <laughs> statistically speaking, we were garbage. We were absolute garbage. We were getting stomped at every tournament. Uh, no one was placing with them. Uh, like the rules were clunky and the models were expensive and just all in all, it was it was a rough time. All right. However, I, at my own local area, am undefeated with Sylvaneth, undefeated, never served an L, yet in my brain, I was still being told like, oh, these is the garbage army, man. And, you know, maybe if I was at a 500 person tournament, it might be, it very well might be. Um, you know, in that tournament, you got to assume that out of 500 people, all like 30 factions are probably going to pop up at least once. So there's a huge variety. And you also got a a really strong pool of player experience there, because assuming they came out to this, like, pro GT tournament, they're probably all really gunning to win, and they at least think they got the ability to do so, there's probably a reason. But where I played, it's just a local group of friends who play every once in a while for fun. Like, I I wasn't getting stomped out by the tournament winning list with Techless and like a 20 or 40 archers, not a problem for me. So I, I didn't perform the same way. Or Seraphon, no one was running the Sloan Death Star that like nuked 40 wounds on the board or whatever. Just didn't come across it because no one here played it. Um, and in those instances, it wasn't until I experienced that that I kind of like separated the idea. And uh, if I can help someone accelerate that realization... I think it's healthy to do so because let's be honest like the competitive meta for people who don't go to tournaments doesn't mean a damn thing not not one bit not nothing just doesn't apply to you Um, rather what I think is much more important as John mentioned earlier is that you take stock of the people you play with and that's the thing we really want to urge for uh, because with that knowledge you could really kind of help yourself uh make your lists a little more fun for to play against those people. And so John, what do we mean by that?
1: Well, before we dive directly into that, we can we can talk about what you can pull from that stuff real briefly. Um, there's a lot of podcasts who discuss discuss like why they built their lists this certain way and there's YouTube video channels do the same thing. You can watch that stuff and not just copy it, but kind of learn the methodology and adapt that. Your you're casual meta. Um, or local meta. Because you might have a local meta that is more competitively focused and less casually focused. Uh, and you still want to build strong lists, but it's a different kind of meta. And that's that's a little t- like tidbit hint there to drop there. But if you're playing in a more casual environment like we are, the benefits of knowing your local meta and how to Allow it to change how you build your lists. Allow you to not build something that's going to make people feel really bad, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very possible thing to do. And I've been in situations before where in my local play group, there was somebody who took advantage of the fact that there wasn't something to counter his egregious list and brought stuff to counter each individual opponent he was playing against. He would gotten by units specifically to counter them. And that's kind of like the dark side of it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's turdish. Yeah, it's real bad. Don't do that. Huge
0: turd. Yeah, huge turd vibes. Yeah.
1: Now, if you are playing with a bunch of people in which they are all trying to do that to one another, that is different. It's a different kind of social contract. And recognizing that first is what kind of social contract am I in with my local group is the first step in figuring out what your meta is, right? Because you don't know how far Mm -hmm. to dial up the power until you know, like, how high everyone's going right and then i think yeah yeah like that's the first thing that you really need to get like hammered in
0: uh yeah if you miss that point everything else is kind of moot yeah uh because let's be honest uh if you are either bringing in a super terrible list to get a bunch of people trying to tournament prep or if you bring a tournament list to a bunch of people trying to learn the game uh in either case They're going to have such a bad time, you will not be a part of that local meta anymore. So, uh, that's the first most important tip. And you can figure that out from kind of looking at the people around you. Are are they all playing the Boogeyman lists? Are, like, they all running Admech and Dark Eldar and uh, all the tournament stompers? All right, good indicator. Or is everybody just kind of playing with models that they think look cool? All right, probably an indicator of the opposite. Um, and I think and from a good there you could kind of dial in.
1: Yeah, and, and a good first step if you are a more veteran player who knows more about, you know, the rules and what's popular, what's broken, what's not. Maybe you played a couple of editions, maybe you are the guy who does a bunch of research about everything that's going on in the in the meta and you read a bunch of stuff online. Well maybe ask your buddy to send you their list before you make yours, so you have that as a frame of reference when you're building yours to kind of kind of build built-in interactions that they can have with your list and have a more interacting and fun game, even if you're still trying to win without it being Mm -hmm. a curb stomp. And that's, that's also very useful. And if you do that for a while with your whole group, you can kind of bring them up to speed to where they can kind of do the same thing with you. And then eventually you all get used to how each other build lists and the power level that you're at. And you won't need to like, try so hard to do that, right? Like when me and Joe build for a game, we kind of naturally build to hit that same kind of like power echelon and we mm-hmm. don't like we're like we're not going to overpower one or the other. Um, and if I have mm-hmm. like a worry about it, I'll shoot it to him and be like, "Hey bud, like this tank's got this uh list got like three of the same tank and then three of another thing that's really good and three of another thing that's good." And he might message back to me like, "Hey bud, I got like a rocket launcher." <laughs> <laughs> like maybe maybe don't do that.
0: Hey bud, I don't have any anti tank models. Maybe ease up, or maybe the opposite. Maybe I go. Oh, you're bringing a bunch of tanks. Yeah, I I have like six eradicators sitting in the cupboard. I'm gonna go throw those in the list. We're cool. And like like, it works. Yeah, and if in either case, yeah, and if
1: you're really good, like, like if you're really new, right, you're really new to this hobby, and maybe you and a group of your buddies are all wanting to get get involved, an in escalation league. Is the best way to do this, where you start with like 500 points, and then everyone starts buying units to kind of counter one another, but in a way that's more fun, right? Like, you all are mm-hmm. kind of going to the same power levels, keeping it rel- relative the same. It's very good. Very great. And
0: then you get to learn that little meta as you go, because you are playing games against multiple people consistently, constantly on like a you know a schedule of some sort with an escalation league yeah um and i think that leads into my next piece of advice is uh once you kind of get the idea of you know the competitive level of your particular meta whatever that is uh and you go to like make a list for that appropriate competitiveness whether tooled up or tooled down when you go to play just try to play as many games as you can against different people in that meta because that repetition is going to help you immensely to understand it and to really like fine tune in your assumptions about, you know, the attitudes of people, what factions they play, uh, how hard they're coming at you versus how hard you're coming at them. Um, and also just general mentality about, uh, people in game strategy, which is another important piece of your local meta. Um, are people genuinely thinking about uh, objectives and trying to play for that heavily to win on victory points? Or are they just throwing all caution to the wind and charge to get you turn one as a general rule of thumb? <laughs> um, things like that, even just differences in play style, can really change how your meta works compared to a competitive scene.
1: Yeah, and it will impact your fun. Because like, I'm going to make an assumption here that if you are playing the game casually with your buds, that the objective is not to win or beat the opponent. It is to have fun first and then also try to win, right? It's still a game. There's a mm-hmm. the winner and the loser, but the objective is to have fun while doing it. Build exactly. lists and exactly. work together to accomplish that goal. So if, if you've got you know six people in your friend group, one person has a super busted army and everybody else is playing crappy armies. Well, maybe try to help everyone tool their little list up, right? And help the other guy tune his list down. So that it kind of reaches an equilibrium. Or, uh, maybe you've got one guy in the play group who's just like, he's got a pretty good army. He's got a nice little fat middle army that does pretty good. Uh, but just loses every game and he just can't seem to get it. Like maybe ask him if he wants some help or like, wants some, like, assistance with coaching, like how to how to think about things differently um, mm-hmm. to help them have a good time, especially if they're having a bad time. Uh, a lot of people will be a little scared to reach out and be like, hey, I'm dog shit playing this strategy game, but I really want to play it and have a lot of fun. I just don't like losing every game. And, uh, like, kind of giving out a hand, and then you can better understand their army you can learn how to shape the meta around kind of teaching this person how to get better. Mm-hmm. And then the whole meta can get a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger until eventually you're doing tournament prep and then you're going to tournaments. Who knows?
0: Rising tides raises all boats. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. And I think, you know, regardless, if you go through those steps to try to understand the meta, You are going to be in a better place to enjoy your time playing in that meta, whether that's with your friends or at a local game club or at a league. Um, Because if you instead, you try to keep up with, let's call, the competitive meta, y'all, you're going to be a little miserable. Um, You will be chasing a ever-shifting, ever-growing, ever-changing dragon that is... Far too elusive to ever actually be caught. Uh, but you'll really think you can. And in the end, you will be a grumpy old fud yelling on Reddit. And <laughs> it's just not worth it. And truthfully, it's just not, if
1: you want to be good at the game, you're probably not going to be very good at the game either. Just to be completely mm-hmm. fair. Like if you are constantly switching factions with the intent of like trying to like win by doing that, you're not going to get really good at the game because you're not actually taking the time to learn any of them. Uh, and I know I say that, you know, having talked about all the different factions that I own and I'm constantly building and painting new ones, but you know, I'm not trying to be good. I'm just trying to play the game. You know, I lose probably about three, fourths of my games. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I could probably win more if I just stuck with a faction for a long time and got really good at it. But like, I don't know. I was like playing with toy soldiers. I don't care if I want to lose. Um fair enough and adopting that methodology really helps
0: It does and you just be happier people and let's be honest, man. That's what we want for our listeners. Yeah, you know, (laughs) um Yeah, I think this is a point that some people will kind of belabor on about But that's the heart of it that like your local meta is the most important thing and if you focus on that You're gonna be happier. You're gonna learn more. You're just gonna have a better time And, and uh I would hate to bury that point.
1: Yeah, and as a caution, caution your tail so nobody blows a bunch of money on something. If you go online, right, and just try to copy a, a tournament list that you see and you bring it to your local game shop, one of two things is generally going to happen, right? You're either going to lose spectacularly and be very mad and not understand why the tur- how the tournament player won with that list, or you're going to utterly crush your opponent and actually not have fun because it wasn't challenging at all hmm Neither of those. Oh boy, I
0: blew you off the table turn one. That was that was a great 15, 20 minutes a game that I drove 45 minutes to play. Yeah. Cool.
1: Like <laughs> it won't be it won't be good time for anybody. So just don't do it. Um but instead try to challenge yourself to do the best that you can with a faction that you choose. For instance, you might pick the strongest faction, right? Uh, you might like right now it's ad mech for what it seems like, right? Maybe you'll pick ad mech one cause you like the aesthetic too. Cause the rules are really cool and good. I mean, fun, mm-hmm. fair, but maybe instead of cracking open a bunch of like lists on Reddit and trying to piece together the perfect list for you that it takes all the most competitive stuff. Maybe just sit, read the book, come up with a list, theory, craft it, test it, play it with your buds, see how it goes. Um, that's the thing that me and our editor Seth have done for years. In not just Warhammer, but in every we used to play worm Hordes and do it. Uh, we do do it in Magic all the time. We're doing it right now in Flesh and Blood, where we will just like pick new stuff, tinker with it, play with it, and fight each other with it. And like we'll like critique each other of like, well, you could have done this here and it would have been way better, or like, why did you take this when you could have taken that and it would have been better? Like that's also very fun and can be a very like communal thing in your little meta that kind of makes everyone feel included in a lot of the the talks and the processes. Mm-hmm. And again, it'll
0: just increase your fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the end all be all like we'll get a you get a two up armor save like against bad times when you focus on having the fun. Cause it gives you hey. like a two up cover save in that dense cover of enjoyment.
0: With a one up field no pain. Yeah.
1: Cause you just can't. Uh, not to mention the reroll psychic tests that you get from Tendies. Choice.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and immunity to morale from the joy and warmth of friendship. Oh, uh, no,
1: that's uh, two command points, Joe. You got that wrong.
0: Man, but I spent all my command points turn one trying to get to the game store.
1: Uh, n- You're bad. Um, I mean, I'm not over here complaining because I spent all my command points at the beginning of the game to take 16 extra Tendies.
0: Curse this freaking meta. I swear to God, this competitive game is so unbalanced. Yes. I hate it. I don't know how, why they designed this to intentionally cripple their own game and community. Curse UGW! Did I, did I do it, John? That was a pretty good joke. That was a pretty
1: good joke. That was... <laughs> thank are you. we rambling yeah. now? Is this, are we just going to go on no, a tangent?
0: No, 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 no. No, no. I can't. God. If I keep doing this, no one's going to actually listen to the end. Which I want them to, because it's always important. So you guys out there do you uh, do you also have like the issue where you for a while paid too much attention to the competitive meta and let it influence your thoughts cuz Josher sure did and uh, <laughs> cuz I did I did I damn well did uh and I know how I got out of it but if it happened to you how did you get out of the rut or maybe you're still in it in which case dude stop
1: get some help <laughs> stop
0: get yourself some help um and for everybody else out there, uh, I will just mention it again. One-year anniversary is coming up. We'd love your feedback. Uh, we don't like to harp on y'all too much. But uh, for this one, we'd really like to have your thoughts. So that way, when we go into our one-year show, it'll be as, uh, as good as we can make it. And any changes will be something that works for you. Uh, but until next time, that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide and Kentucky Fried. We'll see you all on the next episode.